All right, everyone, Cino here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like a football player, constantly hungry. Today on the show, I wanted to talk about being starstruck, kind of from two different angles. I was recently listening to Gary V's um, recent keynote with the Alabama football players and talking all about the, the different facets of life in t- today's world uh, and mindset and psychological, psycho, psychological, psychological aspects of being uh, a famous football fl- player within the school. Cause you know, Alabama is a pretty big college football team and uh, they've got uh, basically, they've got a lot of things going on, but they've got it pretty well in comparison to a lot of people. And uh, so I want to talk about um, being starstruck from two different perspectives, you know, someone who's got it made essentially, or the, the rudimentary perspective of got it made the sort of common person perspective of what it means to be famous or to have it, you know, have your life sort of figured out, you know, you got a scholarship to something or whatever, the perception that you have your life figured out and really trying to define that accurately for people who are looking up to you, right? And being real about it and realizing that you still got work to put in just because you're famous right now, or you've got money right now means that you still have to protect that money. And you still have to find ways to, you know, think about the future and that, you know, just don't get too comfortable (laughs) is basically what I'm saying with that. And then the second half is all about uh, someone who is constantly starstruck or being in the middle like me that has like, I have people that I look up to, but there are people that look up to me also, which is pretty damn amazing. And I love that. Um, But it's also something that doesn't, you know, there's still this this cancel out the canceling each other out of this, of these two opposing forces that allows me to still propel myself forward and not get too comfortable in one direction or another. Right. So, um, yeah, we talk about all being, uh, being starstruck and self-esteem and, um, really talking about how comparison is the thief of joy. That's probably the, the big, takeaway of this show is that comparison is the thief of joy, but we're going to talk all about that today on dopamine. Let's go. Bye. Drums, all right everyone welcome to the show i'm glad you're here it is my birthday or at least the day that i'm recording this is my birthday uh september 27th so real excited it's been a good day um I don't really sleep or, t- or, or rather I, sh- I don't really rest when it's my birthday and a lot of people take off from work and stuff like that. And, uh, nope, I still got work to do. I got things that I got to take care of. I got to record two episodes today. And, um, well, what I really did was like, take it easy by just like doing work in bed instead of getting up immediately and, uh, going to my desktop and doing all that stuff. Like I kind of just was like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to do a little bit of work in bed and communicate with people and say thank you to a bunch of people who are messaging me. So thank you so much for if you've, if you've been a person that's sent me out a greeting and a happy birthday, I really appreciate it. What's really fav- favorite thing about my birthday is that my friend uh, uh, Helena and someone else, uh, Jenna, that I grew up with also were born on the same exact day. So it's always very fun that they'll text me and I'll be like, you too. <laughs> uh, it's not something that happens. Uh, on your birthday very often. So that's pretty cool. Um, so today, uh, kind of mixed with this feeling and I, I've been listening to, so I listened to Gary V's latest, um, 
one one of his latest keynotes that he posted on his podcast and on um on his uh youtube channel is uh his talk with alabama the the football players at alabama and it's probably one of the one of my favorites in recent memory because it's he's talking to young guys and he's talking to guys who are who seem to have it set you know that that seem like they have this clear path for them and it's it's almost like you guys don't have to put in the work but um he's totally talking about this notion that like you know, being here already puts you in like a famous seat within the school. But like, as you move forward in life, this could be very well the peak for a lot of you in the room. And you like, you have to start thinking about your future. You got to take advantage of social media. You have to take advantage of the fact that you have this leverage right now. And um, he talked about uh, someone who was drafted from Alabama for the Jets, but then he got injured and it didn't work out. And um, that's what happens, especially with sports. You know, that that's a challenge when you've got essentially such a life, a short career lifespan, such as sports, which is why they're trying to get as much money as they can in a short amount of time. And which is why not only because of like kind of uh, sponsors and all of the uh, public visibility that sports peeps get um they get a lot of money from that but it's also they're trying to negotiate as much money as they can because the rest of their career is you know that they, they have to try to save money and <laughs> and live the rest of their life with uh, uh these skills that they can't use anymore right so um the point of this is i want to talk about this concept of being starstruck um and really talking about I'm kind of kind of split it into two because I think I kind of want to stay with this path of talking about people who seemingly have it all right now because I I tend to talk about um uh, topics related to me which is like I don't have it all right now. I've got a lot of rad things like in terms of physical stuff that helps me do my work. I've got uh um I I've got uh uh, studio monitors. I've got a PC. I've got a, a nice microphone. I've got a, all this stuff that helps me do my work. I got a good camera, all this stuff that helps me do my work. And it's been a long time that I've taken to build up this stuff. And not only that, but I'm in credit card debt <laughs> because of it. So, uh, it's not all peaches and cream. Um, but I really want to talk to the people who are just kind of like a little bit more comfortable in life. Things are going all right. Um, and really kind of do what you can to talk about doing what you can to maintain a sense of feeling humble throughout this process of being at this peak stage of your life. Because right now, today could be that day that like, this is the last time you've had all of that money or all of that opportunity. Um, it really depends on your situation. So it's certainly important because there are going to be two angles that I'm talking about on this episode. One, someone who is, uh, an easier representation of what a star would be um, that someone would easily look up to you because you have money, you have the job, you've got the girl, you've got the car, whatever things that are very kind of uh, the, the rudimentary perspective of what success is. And um, you know, you're going to be essentially a role model for people. So there is a certain responsibility that comes with that. And then the other half of this, the second half of the episode, I'm going to be talking about um, how that uh, uh, that's, that's, looking up to that kind of success is a bit of a falsification or a way to keep you down. Because if you're someone who is working towards something, you are very much worthy of that sort of star stardom and that uh, sort of um, mentorship and, and someone looking up to you as anyone else is. I think it's easy for people to look at 
you know, st- big stars and singers and stuff like that and say like, oh my God, I wish I was that. But there are people looking at you saying, I wish I was you. So it's, I, I'm going to start from the angle of someone that is like, that is already has it, you know, you're a, a young football player or you're someone who is doing well in business or you made an investment and everything's going well and you get to party and you get to have, um, you get to spend your money and all of that stuff. Um, frankly, first of all, you should be a little bit more careful with your money, uh, making sure that you are not just wasting it and being frivolous about it because there's a very long life. And I think that perspective of, um, either in either case, it's like this momentary feeling of like, this is what I have now. I'm not going to take my money with me. I need to spend it um, is just not helpful because I think we assume that our life is not going to last very long. I used to think that I was going to be dead by 30 <laughs> just because 30 seemed like forever. Um, but today I just turned 33 and I'm still going and I feel all right. <laughs> I physically, I could feel better, but um, in terms of Mentally, I feel like I am on a path that is, you know, in transition to what um, what I could be going towards. Um, so I, I feel good about where I'm at. And I feel like I've got this wisdom in me that I never thought that I would ever get to. Uh, so it's been amazing to to get to this point. And I understand that people look up to me uh, and they assume that I have like a good life uh, in that sense, because I've got uh, a business. I've been working for myself for a year and I don't have to deal with a lot of the same stressors that a lot of people deal with. So if you're someone that has things going for them, it's certainly, uh, uh, there's a responsibility there because people are going to be looking up to you more often and exhibiting uh, uh, seeing that you, seeing what you're exhibiting, you know, seeing what you're putting out into the world. And I think those who are doing well have just as much of a, of a responsibility, uh, as those who are not doing well to be forthright about the things that they are dealing with and not dealing with. Right. Because there are challenges with each, a lot of people who are not doing well, assume that money is going to be the thing that gets them into a place that makes them do better that suddenly you're going to have money and you're going to know what to do with it. And you're going to know how to live your life. And you're going to have all of these dreams figured out. Suddenly my life is set. I'm going to have a giant mansion. I don't have to pay a mortgage. I'm not going to, I'm going to get all these cars and I'm going to be set for the rest of my life. I don't have to do anything else. (laughs) And um, frankly, that's uh, a bit naive. And I think that is largely because people who are doing well, people who are doing the average person who is doing well, I'm not necessarily talking about movie stars and people who have very limited ability to share their perception based on like having to keep up a persona. But I'm talking about like real estate agents that are doing well, uh, people who have local businesses and are actually doing well, people who have good financial standing and have been taking care of their money since they were young. Uh, a young kid and uh, or people who have inherited money and have done a good job with it. I think it is certainly responsible as a responsibility of people who are doing well to exhibit that to their community that they are they're doing well, but there are challenges and there are things that you need to think about and thing you need, things you need to overcome in order to successfully manage your money and success because money does not equal happiness, right? The thing that we are searching for is happiness. And we assume that money is what gets us there. And I think more and more people who are doing well, um, you know, someone like Gary Vee, like I was talking about, he talks about, you know, he's doing well, but he's mostly focused on trying to make sure that he's happy. And he's working towards all of the things that he wants. He wants to buy the jets and all of that stuff. Um, 
and he still lives a pretty humble life in comparison to what he could be living right i mean he's doing you know he's doing well he's being driven around he's going on flights and he's on all this stuff but he's not flashing jewelry he's not doing anything that is unnecessary you know so i mean i think he's actually a really good example of that but i certainly think that uh expressing some of the challenges that come with that also you know you just being exhausted he's actually starting to show more that you know uh uh he posted a picture of like 3 a.m he's like yeah the glamour of entrepreneurship <laughs> and i love that and i i think that is a uh a, a reality that needs to be exposed a little bit more um that just posting a couple pictures on Instagram isn't going to make you famous, that it's going to be a hard road for anyone. And, and now I wasn't really sure if I was going to put this episode on like my media podcast or this one, but I think this is a, a mental health thing because we are trying to find ways to protect our mental health and protect each other's mental health by making sure that we're being honest and open about the things that they're, that we're dealing with. And that means that if Really, if you are a person that is making a lot of money from something, it is in your best interest to continue to continue to foster the economy, which means teaching people good habits to uh, to build businesses themselves so that they could eventually be your clients potentially or to really build everyone up so that we're in a better place, you know, economically all together at the same time. So. Um, and it's, it's really good as a therapeutic expression to make sure that if you're someone who is who has a lot of money and you're doing well in terms of that rudimentary sense of success, um, that you know, you're being real about either your mental health or the therapy that you have to go through or that um, even for yourself, just this notion of, of, of being honest is, is going to continue to foster those relationships you need to foster. Uh, as a business person and to continue to grow um, yourself and the community around you. And, uh, you know, you're going to continue to build wealth as a result of that. Right. So I had another thought and I lost it, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick break. And then I'm going to talk about this notion of being starstruck from the other side, someone who is kind of poor and looking up to people who have money and success and fame and Instagram famous and all of that stuff. Um, and how we can protect our own mental health by really just kind of flipping the script and thinking about how we can also be special to really anyone. Where's my cursor? Okay. <laughs> and now from a word from our sponsors. It's three time pro bowler and super bowl champion Keyshawn Johnson. I want to introduce you to my new show. All facts, no breaks. I'll be giving you the real reactions to the latest sports news and inviting guests in the sports and entertainment world to break it all down. Tune in and make sure you listen and subscribe on Spotify. All right. So welcome back. And um, I wanted to talk about this concept of starstruck from the other angle. Now, um, someone who is really, you're just grinding, you're trying to do things. Maybe you're trying to be sort of known on Instagram. And this is more for people who are deliberately trying to build something, right? Or trying to gain some sort of public notoriety uh, in any kind of way. For me, it's been podcasting. And I've been, you know, this has been like a small part of my life is that I've always had dreams from when I was a kid to be kind of loved and appreciated in like a big picture stage kind of way, like some sort of a rock star or a stand-up comedian or something like that. But I've always been 
facing my mental health and my introversion and all of that stuff. It's, it's quite a challenge. Um, so going against the tide in that sense has been always, has always been difficult, but throughout my career, as I've continued to develop, as I've continued to work through those things and continue to be honest about my growth and, and sort of talk about both my faults and my successes, I've got people who are really coming to me and saying like, I appreciate you for both of those things. I appreciate you for being someone who's being open and vulnerable and sharing these stories and making me not feel so alone, but also congratulating you for being someone that is continuing to uh, break your own personal barriers and do new things and, uh, you know, uh, gain some semblance of success or at least their perception of success, because this is all relative, right? Because like, I wouldn't consider myself a success. I've got um, nearly 8,000 listeners this month so far. And, uh, I still don't consider myself a success in the eyes of what I would like success to look like, right? It's, uh, I think the podcast is becoming successful, certainly, but some people would look at it and say, oh my God, that's amazing. I've gotten two listeners. Like, you know, it's all relative. Uh, so certainly people can find you special based on your accomplishes, accomplishments. And sometimes that involves getting outside of yourself a little bit, right? Because if we're in our own head and we're telling ourselves like what the bar is, what the expectations are, and we're not meeting that, then we're going to real, really feel bad about the things that we're doing every single day. But if we're taking time to actually get feedback and listen to the people that are seeing us and being aware of the things that we're doing, like we realize that just as much as we're starstruck about the people that I just talked about, the people who are rudimentarily successful, um, people are going to look at you that way. They're going to assume that because you're, you're working through things or you're making certain goals and accomplishments that they're looking up to you. They're like, Oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I had a podcast with 8,000 listeners a month. I wish I was as talented as you. I wish I was as smart as you or something like that. Right. Um, and I'm always humbled by it. I don't take it as something that is like a bragging point. I love so much that people will think very fondly of me that I've had certainly friends and family say nice things. Um, but I'm, but it's nice because I am my own worst critic. Right. And it's, it's kind of like this, it creates this neutral ground. It kind of nullifies each other, right? The good nullifies the bad and vice versa. If you have too much bad, then you're not going to move forward. If you have too much good, you're going to get lazy and, and think you're entitled to everything. Right. So it's, it's like how much of the good and bad kind of cancels each other out so that you can kind of move forward and continue to develop yourself. Um, so in terms of looking up to other people, it's, I think it's healthy. I think it's healthy because we're looking up towards the goals. And I think sometimes admiring the person specifically too much can make us a little bit, uh, give us a sense of anxiety, make us feel a lower sense of self-esteem and make us feel like we're not worthy of certain things, not worthy of that kind of success. Like that bar is so high. I would never be able to get there. I talk about Gary Vee all the time. And I'm like, I would never be able to get to the level that Gary Vee is. Um, and I honestly do believe that because he's just been working like crazy for a very long time. But again, nothing is impossible, right? So because he's done so much more than I than I think that I would be capable of compared to my own personal barometer, um, 
you know, that certainly doesn't make him unapproachable. You know, that doesn't make him like he's on his own path. Like we could be on the same loving level playing field of happiness, honestly, because I've got financial stress right now, but I'm pretty happy. And that's why I'm not working like crazy at a Best Buy and trying to grind away because I am doing everything that I can to build my business and can maintain this sense of harmony that I appreciate in the life that I have. So, you know, someone's success could be, uh, could be something, a surface level thing that is all in service of the same kind of happiness that we're all striving towards. And it just involves different levels of us getting there. Right. So, I mean, it's cool to be starstruck. I would totally be starstruck if I met Gary V, but probably in a couple minutes we would talk and shoot the shit and we realize, you know what, we're probably on a similar level in terms of, uh, you know, I used to hustle when I was a kid, I used to sell bottled water. I used to, <laughs> I used to try to carry groceries to the, to an old lady's car and try to get some tips from her and stuff like that. Like, and I've always, I've put in a lot of work. I know how to sell things. Like we're on the, uh, a similar playing field in some of those senses. So like when we would start to talk, I'm very confident that we would find some sort of common ground that is separate from him having a ton of money and me not having any money, me literally having negative $400 in my checking account, you know, but we would still be able to connect as people. Right. So I think it's while it's healthy and rad to be starstruck and to admire people, it's also important to make sure that we are also worth being admired, that we are worth someone else looking at us who is on their beginning of their journey and seeing us and saying, oh, man, I hope I'm anything like you in 10 years. I hope I uh, learn this and, um, you know, I get this amazing uh, insight just by being around you. And some people appreciate that. And, and that's kind of just like the ebbs and flows of life. Right. So I think what's important about all of that is making sure that you are kind of balancing it out because it really is about that balance, right. About making sure that you're balancing out any kind of negative things that you're giving yourself, any negative perspectives about telling yourself that you might not be worthy of something or like, Oh man, Gary V is just so high, high up there. There's no way that I'd be able to, to ascend to that level. And, um, but then someone else comes to me and says like the same thing to me, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, and that's crazy. And I think plenty of people get that throughout their lives and we kind of just choose to either ignore it or push it aside. And certainly it's good to be humble, but like totally appreciate it. Like people compliment people all the time. And you've got to be willing to like kind of put yourself out there to get more of that. Right. So it really depends on your path, really depends on what you're looking for and what you need. But essentially like me looking up to Gary V is no different than someone else looking up to me. And you know, those things cancel each other out in a sense that like, if you're taking in bad feelings, you need to also take in and take in good feelings. If you're ignoring the bad feelings and saying like, Hey, this stuff doesn't phase me. You're aware of it, of course, and you use it as feedback, but it doesn't phase you or affect your emotional state. You kind of have to have the same sort of mindset when it comes to the positive too. When other people are coming to you and saying like, you're amazing. You're so good. You're fantastic. You're like, okay, I'm going to acknowledge this. This is great. I love it. Um, but it's not going to affect my long-term emotional worth. Because again, if you were to let the people who are being starstruck by you essentially um, uh, uh, dictate your sense of worth, you're going to feel like you're Gary V and, or, or feel like you're someone who is like the shit. And essentially there's a high danger of you just kind of being entitled and feeling like you're worth it and, and not, uh, uh, and just giving up comp and, and giving up for the sake of like, 
essentially not trying because you feel like everything's just going to happen for you, right? Oh, all these people already love me. So what else do I have to do? Right? So uh, certainly there's two sides of that coin. And um, that's not the automatic response that anyone would have. Certainly you can use all of that positive fuel for as a propulsion in a positive direction. But essentially what I'm trying to say is that too much of it (laughs) is not good. And too much of the bad is also not good, right? Just as if your parents we're raising you to be this like perfect person and give you eighth place trophies and uh, uh, coddle you too much and essentially not give you room to grow as an individual, to be the rescuer in the drama triangle, as it were, you would not be able to grow on your own. So that's part of it. It's just making sure that you're not being so starstruck and being so smitten by everything that someone says to you that you're using it as an excuse to not try anymore. And the opposite is also true that if you're feeling starstruck by someone or something, it does not mean or automatically mean that you are not worthy of eventually receiving that kind of status or perspective from someone and uh, that everyone's path is different And your path to happiness is very different than someone else's path to happiness, right? So just because you are not literally Gary V, it does not mean that you are any less valuable than Gary V as an individual person from yourself to yourself, from around, from people around you, things like that, right? So I think what we need to do is, is essentially try to distance ourselves from comparison, essentially, um, what was it? Uh, I forget that what the, the comparison is the something to the something. <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm going to look that up real quick. I forget what the actual quote is. Comparison. I do some live searching is the thief of joy, right? So yeah, comparison is the thief of joy because we, if we're going on our own path, we can certainly find our own semblance of joy um, with our own individual path. If I was constantly comparing myself to like local business owners who are doing, who are killing it and making money consistently and not struggling as much as I am, then I would feel, I would wake up and feel terrible and not even bother trying anymore. I probably would have killed myself by now, um, to be very blunt about that. Um, and it's a challenge to feel like you are worth something, to actually listen to the people who are telling you that you are worth something and to also, simultaneously ignore yourself (laughs) Uh, that is trying to compare yourself to other people. So, you know, them comparing themselves to you and yourself comparing yourselves to others and basically like ranking yourself, you know, uh, I think the human experience needs to be a little bit more explained as lateral as opposed to hierarchical. And I think that's what we naturally do. We put ourselves into social status or uh, vertical models and systems. But I think the human experience is way more horizontal than we give it credit for, right? Uh, everyone is on their own path. Everyone's doing their own thing. We've got our own challenges. We've got our own mental challenges. We've got our own physical challenges. We've got uh, varying levels of status in terms of what has been created within capitalism, the the families that we're born into, the opportunities that we have, the type of personality that we have, introvert versus extrovert in this world of social media uh, creates different advantages or different disadvantages. Um, and certain are, certain people are able to use some of those disadvantages as uh, rocket fuel, and some aren't. Um, but comparing yourself to be one or the other versus the other is just not fair to yourself. Everyone's got 
different starting points. Not everyone's starting on the same level playing field. I think if we were all starting on the same level playing field, then yes, maybe we can judge. Like we were, if we were all the same personality type, if we were all the same uh, uh, physiology, if we all had the same um, mental capacity, if we all had the same uh, birth status, all of that stuff, then yes, it would make perfect sense to judge one another in a hierarchical kind of way. But because we are starting all on different level playing fields and different spots with a goal that is different for every single person, then there's just, it makes zero, that would be the worst race in the world. How would you judge anything? (laughs) How would you judge who wins? Like there's no winning in life is relative. Winning is all about what you personally experience. I feel like you know, somebody might look at me in my life and say that I'm not winning because I have negative $400 in my bank account. But I would say that, yes, I feel like I'm winning because I have uh, Molly, who is absolutely amazing and supportive and incredible to me. Um, I've got this amazing apartment where I'm able to express myself. I've got all of the things needed to do this podcast. I've got all the things needed to do my work. I've got a camera that's amazing. Um, I'm with a painter who is incredible at what she does. I have people who are supportive to me. I have all sorts of great things around me that makes me feel happier and than I've ever felt in terms of the base level of who I am. The, uh, the money aspect is a stressor, but that is on top of a solid foundation that is going to allow me to work through that. And uh, I'm a thousand percent confident that this is going to be fixed <laughs> because I'm working towards fixing it. I've got sponsors for this show. I've got a contract out there with someone that I'm working towards working with them for a monthly retainer, which would change the game for me. Um, I've got a summit that I'm working on in the beginning of November with a, uh, with, if you've ever heard of Think Creative Collective, uh, they are putting on a summit at the early, in early November. I have not, uh, I don't have the details of how you can get involved in that, but I will be a part of the affiliate program. So once that is out, we will make that a thing. Uh, and they are also going to be on the show at the end of October. So it's going to be very exciting. So there are exciting stuff happening. I'm actually going to be a part of, there's a local uh, art museum as well that um, is having an opening for a Monet exhibit that they want me to be the photographer for people that come in at a photo booth. So I'm really excited to do that. And recently just had um, a, a photographer uh, a photography show rather at a tattoo shop that just opened and made some great connections there. So things are happening. I feel really good about all of that stuff, even though financially it's not happening all at once just yet, but I know how this cycle goes. You build, you build, you build, and then a lot of things happen at once. <laughs> like that's just how it's been for my life. And, uh, uh, I'm confident that's, that's going to continue to happen. So, um, it's all relative, right? Because someone could have taken my life with better financial knowledge or, um, you know, better mental health and maybe did a better job. Maybe they could have done a worse job. Maybe they could have been lazier because honestly, my adversity is my strength, right? So, uh, being able to take all of that and, uh, build, do the best that I can is something that I need to give myself credit for every single day. And you need to do the same thing in, in, in irregardless, which is not a word of how you feel, which it should be just a word at this point, right? Because it's enough people say irregardless, 
irregardless that we should just let it be a word, right? I mean, we made bay a word. We made bling bling a word, but we're still like, irregardless, no, fuck that word. <laughs> like, like we don't realize that all words are made up, but whatever. Anyway, I'm just going to go on a weird rant. <laughs> um, point being that, um, you know, give yourself credit. Comparison is the thief of joy. Cut it out. Stop comparing yourself to others. Work towards your path. Use other people's paths as a uh, a barometer, almost. Not a barometer, because that would be comparison. But what I mean by that is, like, have conversations with people. Ask them what their journey is all about. And then see how that fits into your journey and finding out ways that you can improve it. I've learned things by communicating with people all the time who are completely different paths from me, that there is no room for comparison at all. But really, I just want you to think about the race, the race analogy, like racing, the like a foot race analogy, where if if we were all on the same level playing field, then yes, you can compare yourself to others. But in terms of life, we are all at different starting points and we all have different goal lines. So it just doesn't make sense to compare yourself to other people at all. So stop it. You can be starstruck. People will be starstruck by you. Um, but essentially those things are things that can help you kind of cancel these, those things out. So you can stay focused on your path and not have to deviate towards one other person's path or another, right? So hopefully all of that made sense. Uh, this is something that kind of struck me while listening to uh, Gary V's Alabama keynote uh, to, the, to the football players at Alabama. So I highly suggest you go listen to that and check that out um, because it's just, it's absolute fire. It's so good. Um, and something that you should um, just absorb. And you would think that it's not relative or relevant to anyone who is not an Alabama, Alabama football player, but it is like, completely relevant to everything that is going on today in human neuroses and psychology and social media and business building and managing a personal brand and uh, uh, essentially taking advantage of your life today, as opposed to waiting until something better happens or assuming that you've got it made. Right. So that's kind of the, 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 the whole crux behind this episode is like, starstruck from the perspective of being someone who is constantly starstruck by others or being someone who is on the other end being starstruck, uh, uh, to others, I guess. <laughs> and you know what I mean? So, um, that's it. I have to record another episode, so I'm going to wrap this up and get going. Um, but, uh, I hope you guys take care of yourselves and each other. You can subscribe to the show at dopamine.life and, uh, leave a monetary donation at the same link. If you guys want to check out my INFJ course that I just finished, it is, uh, pretty amazing. There are seven segments. It's about three and a half hours for 25 bucks. Um, you go to cnote.media, scroll down a little bit. There's an INFJ course. And uh, if you are an INFJ, you know your INFJ, you know an INFJ in your life, or you're simply trying to get to know personality types for either personal hobbies, or if you're just trying to learn personality types to help you narrow down your ICA, then that's going to be incredibly helpful for you to be able to learn what an INFJ is, learn about their weaknesses, their strengths, what they think about themselves, what other people think about them, um, and how they use their different cognitive functions to navigate through life. So all of that's really interesting. Again, go to cnote.media or you can go to cnote.thinkific.com slash courses slash INFJ dash the dash mage. <sighs> I got to make a short link for that. <laughs> anyway, uh, take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. Thanks.
Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.